0: Yes, indeed it is. Good morning, seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we're rolling. It's the 23rd morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord 2021. It's a Wednesday, but somehow it manages to be a cursing out day. And that's, of course, very easy. Actually, Peter was unable to join us yesterday. He bumped to today. He'll be with us at 1010 prior to Kershynow Day, we will have a little bit of Windsor Day. Jack Windsor is going to be joining us coming up at uh, the bottom of this hour at about 9.35 to talk about a host of issues, the most important of which is the continuing contradictory messages coming from the Ohio Department of Health and the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Because late last week, the Ohio Department of Health Says that, said that the COVID vaccines are unquestionably safe for children. Unquestionably safe, all the way down to the age of 12. But the CDC says they are investigating higher-than-expected post-vaccination inflammation in kids, in adolescents, and severe uh, serious threats of things like myocarditis, which is a heart condition. Uh, are being found in disproportionate numbers. Not a lot. It's still a rare condition, but in disproportionate numbers to youths who take this uh, jab and also to youths who have already been exposed to COVID-19, have natural antibodies, then take the jab, and then they're getting in themselves into, into even more uh, higher risk rates rates and areas for uh, myocarditis. Myocardi- so we're going to talk to Windsor about that at uh, 935 Curse now. At ten ten, I'm looking forward to both those conversations, and we've got a lot to do before that. What do you say we start our day the way we all st- always start our day with a- for the pledge? Let's rise. If you have a flag in your vicinity, please face it. If not, just put your hand on your heart and join us in this message. If you are a far left radical wing nut Democrat, you are of course free to take your knee. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Some semblance of justice for all was carried out yesterday as the Republicans uh, in the Senate were successful in blocking uh, the advancement of the Democrats' federal voting uh, voting, uh, takeover. The Removal of States' Rights which are granted to the states by the Constitution by our founding fathers the removal of their rights to run their own elections the Dems wanted to federalize it so that they could make fraud a little bit easier for everybody around the country it didn't work out that way Republicans stuck together as well blocking the path to 60 votes needed for debate to protect voting rights Democrats say are under attack Majority Leader Chuck Schumer
1: Senate Republicans have signed their names in the ledger of history Along Donald,
2: alongside Donald Trump, the big lie, and voter suppression,
1: to their enduring disgrace.
0: The bill's importance brought Vice President Harris to preside. Its defeat led her to echo the Democratic sentiment.
3: We support the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, and the fight is not over.
0: Republicans see elections as a state responsibility, not for Congress to regulate. Grinnell- it's not Republicans that see this as state responsibility. It is the Constitution that sees this as a state's responsibility. And I do indeed find great comedic humor in the words of people like Chuck Schumer, who tell us that this is an assault on the uh, right of Americans to vote, particularly voters of color. This is an attack on them. The Republicans have suppressed a bill that would have stopped suppression of votes across the country. All of this Sorry, and nonsense. And let me just tell you what the Democrats are counting on. They're counting on you to be stupid. All right? Sounds, sounds a little extreme. It's not, it's reality. The counting on you to be too stupid to do your own homework, too stupid to listen to and read the actual Voting Integrity Acts that have been passed in several states to shore up voter integrity. Not to make it more difficult to cast votes, but to actually make it easier to cast legal votes. It's only a little harder to cast illegal ones. In other words, to vote twice to write in the name of a dead relative to write in the name of somebody who did who no longer lives in your house or your apartment but who used to and of course the ballots are being sent to everybody who's got a, got an address in your locality regardless of whether they can prove they live they can prove they live there anymore or not because voter rolls aren't cleaned up because that is also considered to be suppression of voter rights If you clean up your voter rolls and purge your voter rolls of people who died or who moved out of that state, that's voter suppression, according to Chuck Schumer, Kamala Harris, the lunatic left. That's what that is. But the reality is all these bills do is make it harder for people to get an unsolicited mail-in ballot sent to their home. They didn't even ask for it, but they see it and they say, aha, and they fill it out. Uh, make a phony signature, which doesn't have to match anything because in many of these states, no signature matches were required. That's, again, another one of the issues that they're cleaning up. So these bills that are being passed by the states all over America, particularly red states, but, but just generally speaking, their own bills are making it not harder to vote, but just harder to cheat and a lot easier to vote. It's expanding voting hours, expanding, in many cases, early voting hours, expanding Dropbox availability. But they just have to make sure that they're monitored so nobody is playing, you know, shenanigans here with the vote, which, of course, is extraordinarily important. Mitch McConnell yesterday responded to Chuck Schumer's words as the for the people act which of course is not for the people but for the liberal democrats to be able to cheat act needed 60 votes to clear that uh, procedural uh, vote yesterday to be able to advance advance this for debate not a single republican not one voted with the democrats in the motion proceed, the motion to proceed So Mitch McConnell, the Senate Minority Leader, called the substance of this nearly 900-page monstrosity. It's the only kind of bills that the Democrats know how to write. They write 900, 1,200, 1,500, 2,500. That was Obamacare page monstrosities that no one can possibly read in time to completely understand. And then they slip in language that nobody caught because of that. That allowed them to cheat even more. But at any rate, McConnell said, the rotten inner workings of the Democrats' S-1 power grab have been thoroughly exposed to the light. Whichever label Democrats slap on their bill, the substance remains the same. End quote. He went on to say the bill is literally rotten to its core. Moderate GOP, some would call her a rhino, Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska said she couldn't support the uh, a partisan federal takeover of the election system because it's exactly that. It's a takeover. It is not a voter rights bill. And this is how it's being presented by the New York Times, by MSNBC, CNN. They're trying to generate public support for uh you know this democrat bill this federal takeover by calling it the voter rights act calling it a voter rights act painting it in the most positive light possible to generate support among stupid people this is what i meant when i said at the beginning they're counting on you being stupid now fortunately i have this audience so i don't really have to speak to the stupid people Now, there may be some stupid people who turn the radio on from time to time just to see what the intelligent people are talking about. So if you are one of those stupid liberals who backed what Chuck Schumer said and backed uh, S1 and so on and so forth, understand that you are who they are targeting when they call this a Voting Rights Act. It is not a Voting Rights Act. It is a voter fraud act. The Voting Rights Act Those are the ones that are being passed state by state, especially in states where there were extreme election irregularities on November 3rd, even what some are calling, and I would still consider to be fraud, but there are at the very least irregularities. Those are the places you should be focusing your attention. Those are the states that are passing voter rights laws, not what uh, the Democrats in the Senate were trying to do. With the White House on their side, the Democrats framed their legislation as an urgent priority to save democracy in the face of GOP efforts in state legislatures to pass, quote, voter suppression laws. Democracy, President Biden's White House said in a statement yesterday supporting the bill, is in peril here in America. The right to vote, a sacred right in this country, is under assault with an intensity and aggressiveness We have not seen in a long time, end quote. I'd like to know what the assault is requiring voter identification, proving that only one American can have one vote, and that one American is not entitled to vote in two or three different places, and that the voter identification would prove that? Is it an attack on uh, on, uh, voting rights? To demand that a voter identification be showed to prove that somebody is indeed a legal, valid voter, a citizen of the United States, is that crazy? Is that is that uh, an attack on voter rights? To make sure they're not illegal in the United States, and there are somewhere between eleven and twenty-four million illegal aliens in this country, many of whom managed to get social security cards, and who may manage to get identification that could be used for uh, to cheat, or uh, rather, in uh, uh, in elections. Demanding that they show valid voter identification, that's a, an attack on voting rights, even with voter identification, even with photo ID, which, by the way, needs to be done. That's the gold standard, not just show me your utility bill. But we all know that teenagers have been getting fake IDs for, uh, for uh, drinking purposes for decades, for generations, for crying out loud. It's still not going to be perfect, but it's the very least we can do is require voter identification and to clean up the voter rolls and to make sure that dead people are no longer on the registered voter rolls, to make sure that nobody can vote twice from two different locations. The For the People Act was numbered HR1 in the House and S1 in the Senate to signify the top priority of Democrat leadership. It is now dead. And I want you to take solace in that. I want you to feel good about that. I want you to understand they were counting on you being stupid. You pushed back against stupid. You encouraged your legislators. You encouraged your senators and you told them we will not have our electoral system corrupted and compromised and overtaken by a partisan board of Democrats at the federal level rather than allowing the states to make their own voting rules the way the Constitution reads, the way the founding fathers intended. They were counting on you to be stupid. They failed. Take solace in the fact that this was their top priority. HR one and S one, and it is now dead. Now, is the threat dead? No, because you heard Kamala Harris probably giggle her way through saying the words John Lewis Voting Rights Act. That's right. They're going to take another bite at this apple with with another bill that is going to be very, very similar and also rotten to the core, as Mitch McConnell called it. But this is going to be the next step. Just feel good for now that your representatives and senators did what they had to do to stop this one in its tracks. Feel good about that. All right. So... Much work to do today. I'm going to talk about the Democrats lying, by the way, about their opposition to voter identification. And yes, we're going to talk about CRT today. Senator Tom Cotton did an absolutely masterful job yesterday. Deconstructing, just destroying almost cell by cell, atom by atom, the top naval officer in America. A woke POS named Michael Gilday, who is teaching sailors and ensigns all over the U.S. Navy, from the top to the bottom, how to be anti-racist like Ibram X. Kendi. He's pushing CRT on our military. It's going to endanger all of us. Tom Cotton knows it. That's why he took him to task. And I'm going to share some of that audio with you coming up on AM 1420 The Answer. So um, I'm going to pull a little audible here for the last four minutes of this half hour. Uh, Don't forget, Jack Windsor coming up at uh, 935. Uh, I want to share this because of, uh, well, because it's personal to me, because it's a friend and and a strong conservative friend of this program. Chris Gorin uh, is a uh, conservative living in Wellington, and she has a sign shop. And she is a phenomenal sign maker. She makes signs. She's, she's made signs for me, for my show. Uh, she makes banners. She makes um, uh, business cards, flyers, pretty much anything you need to be printed, she can print and will print. She's terrific. And she lives in Wellington. And guess what's happening in Wellington on Saturday? I think we know this by now, right? We have President Trump making his return to the rally circuit, if you will, and it's starting in Lorraine County in Wellington. Well, Chris uh, runs her sign shop, and she immediately got busy designing a commemorative T-shirt logo for this event to be sold at the event. The T-shirt logo is kind of cool. It's got a flag backdrop, a vertical hanging flag backdrop, and it says Save America Rally. And then underneath, it says Donald J. Trump, Lorain County Fairgrounds, Wellington, Ohio, June 26, 2021. It's a commemorative shirt. If you go, if you go to the, the, the Trump rally, you may want to remind yourself of that Trump rally, and you get, pick yourself up a shirt. So in other words, she's just doing her job. She's promoting her business, and she's selling goods to the crowds, or at least she wants to. She sent me a text message this morning right before I went on the air. So at 2 a.m., she writes, after I've spent hundreds of dollars on the rally design transfers and the blank T-shirts, and received 80-plus orders in 24 hours for shirts. Facebook has decided my Save America Rally shirt design might go against their community standards, and they have completely disabled my account. Now, I'm going to pause that there to clarify that. Disabled her account didn't just block her T-shirt slogan, which... In what way does this go against community standards other than the fact that it includes the name Donald J. Trump, which Facebook hates? They didn't just block the logo that she created for these t-shirts. They closed her account. She continued in her text message to me. Basically, every single order has been rendered non-existent now. And, of course, no way to contact anyone to explain or make alternate arrangements. No access to full names via Messenger, which means none of you can help me. I am royally screwed indefinitely. I had to request a review, upload a selfie photo and video, and and can do nothing but wait. No access to my many admin groups. Lawrence Jones from Fox News Channel is in town today to interview some of the business owners. And, of course, now I have a story for him, but that won't air until Friday morning on Fox and Friends. But maybe I will salvage something. I don't have much hope, however. Now, I told Chris to call the show because I wanted her to tell the story that I just told you, and maybe we can brainstorm a little bit on how to help her out of this uh, big tech censorship jam that she is in. Um, because we're get, we're guest-heavy here. I've got Jack Windsor in about a, a few minutes, and then we've got Peter now 1010. She was unable to call, but I'm sharing her story anyway. And I'm going to tell you this. If you are going to the rally on Saturday, if you have your Trump rally tickets for the Lorraine County Fairgrounds in Wellington on Saturday, and those tickets are free, you can get them through the ORP and a host of different websites. You probably already have them by now. But if you're going to the rally, I'm going to ask you that you see, I'm going to ask you rather to seek out uh, Chris Gorin and her uh, company because I'm going to advise her to do this. Forget about the orders you were taking over the phone. Just stock up. Stock up with boxes of shirts in all of the different sizes and take them to the rally. Find a prominent position. Now, I'm of course advising her to do something that I'm hoping she is authorized to do. I don't know if you have to have a license to be a vendor at an event like this or not. But as long as she is able to, I hope she is able to take all of these shirts that she has had made and the orders of which she cannot verify now, the payments she cannot claim, the people she cannot reach because of Facebook's censorship. I'm hopeful she's able to move those products uh, and be able to sell those to Trump supporters at uh, the, uh, the rally on Saturday. And I'll tell you this, too. I will get the address of her shop too. Wellington is not a big town. If you didn't know, Wellington is a very, very small and cute and quaint rural town in um, uh, in Wellington. And even if you come out just a little early, if she can't get a license to sell at the event these T-shirts, maybe you can stop by her shop and get one of those shirts on the way in to the rally or on the way home from the rally. Let's do something to help a true conservative patriot who is being screwed by the far left uh, censors uh, at Facebook. And uh, if you've uh, if you've got any thoughts on that, I'd love to hear those two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Let's take a time out for news and come back. Talk to Jack Windsor on fourteen twenty. The answer. now. Let's continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Um, I am told that I have Chris Gorin on hold from Wellington. She will uh, join me after uh, our Jack Windsor conversation. Um, I want to help her because I would want to help her anyway, just because. Uh, But when Mark Zuckerberg and his big tech overlords destroy her business the way they are trying to do, literally removing her own page from Facebook, her own personal page from Facebook, because they didn't like a logo that had the words Donald Trump in it, Uh, promoting his rally in uh, Wellington at the Lorraine County Fairgrounds this Saturday. Uh, It it just makes me so enraged. Uh, I want to do everything I can to help her, so we're going to do that. Her sign shop, by the way, her printing shop, is in Wellington. It's called Special Effects. The website... Or not the website, beg your pardon, but the address is 101 West Herrick Avenue. 101 West Herrick Avenue. And you can call and order some of these special Trump commemorative shirts at 440-647-1515. I'll give you all that again when I talk to Chris. But she had all of these orders ready to go that were wiped out by Facebook, canceling her page because they didn't like the, the, the logo that said Save America. Simply unbelievable. Uh, okay, let's bring Jack Windsor back onto our program. Jack Windsor is a state house reporter for the Ohio Star. He also covers the star or covers the state house rather for AM fourteen twenty. The answer, in addition to being an investigative reporter in his own right, Jack Windsor, good to have you back. How are you, sir?
2: Bob, I'm super fantastic. It's great to be here with you this morning and the fourteen twenty
0: listeners. Always good to talk to you, Jack. We appreciate it. So, I want to talk about uh, an article that you wrote a couple of days ago. Uh spotlighting um, some contradictions, I think is the best way to say it, between the Ohio Department of Health and the CDC. You know, we're told to listen to the health professionals. We're told to follow the science, listen to the scientists. Well, here's what you wrote. Department of Health Chief Medical Officer Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff clad in a white lab coat. I love that. It uh, harkens back to uh, Amy Acton days. Stood on the track at Thomas Worthington High School during a Friday news conference designed to market vaccines to student athletes and Ohio kids and said vaccines that we have available to us are safe and very, very effective. Unquestionably safe and effective. He went on to declare that the Pfizer vaccine has been approved down to the age of 12. But then you also write, Jack Windsor, that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, it, have issued their own statement on the safety and the effic- efficacy of these mRNA vaccines as it pertains to youths with, pers- uh, w- with respect to potential heart complications, specifically myocarditis, which is, an, which is a very rare uh, uh, condition, but one that is disproportionately affecting young people who have had COVID and who get the COVID vaccine. So that's the table that I'm going to set for you, Jack Windsor, and I'll let you uh, take it from there.
2: Yeah, so, you know, that uh, press conference was an extremely hot topic before it went off. You may remember there was an article that released late Thursday that cited information leaked from the press that DeWine was actually going to announce that athletes, if they wanted to play contact sports next school year, would have to be COVID-vaccinated. Now, that didn't happen, and as you already said, they marketed and strongly encouraged uh, students and student-athletes to get jabs. Uh, the governor did remind Ohioans that unvaccinated student-athletes who were exposed to COVID-positive people would be required to quarantine, uh, disrupting sports and other extracurriculars. But what you just said, the number one topic and the number one statement that my phone blew up and uh, my direct messages filled up was the uh, vaccines are, quote, unquestionably safe and effective. Now, ironically, Vanderhoof made that statement the same day the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices scheduled an emergency meeting to question the increase in cases of post-vaccine heart inflammation, particularly in young adults and adolescents who received the Pfizer and the shots. Now, the meeting was postponed in observance of Juneteenth, and it will actually take place uh, <laughs> this week, starting today through tomorrow. But, you know, the thing that people got upset about is that he either ignorantly or blatantly neglected to inform Ohioans during a press conference called to address vaccines and our kids and adolescents of the potential harm that could come from vaccination.
0: And that is exactly the issue here. Um, do they even know what the potential harms are? Now they do know some as the CDC is talking about, you know, they're still calling it rare and they're still saying that the rewards outweigh the risks with respect to my- myocarditis and I think the other one is called periocarditis or something like that. I'm not a doctor. Uh but um You know, with those are the only two. They say they're rare, but they disproportionately affect adolescents, particularly athletic and very healthy adolescents who take these mRNA vaccines. Those are the only two that we're even aware of right now. And this has been the the you know kind of the 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 uh, the, the movement, if you will, by those who are questioning the vaccine and saying, "Look, these these did not undergo the normal rigorous." um fda uh uh, approval standards they didn't go they didn't uh, you know go undergo long-term studies these were granted only under emergency authorization which the trump administration supported so this isn't a partisan statement this is a reality of the situation that um you know these were these vaccines were not tested for long-term side effects and and effects on the hearts of young people who are taking them and so for a doctor with the position of Vanderhoof's chief medical officer in the Ohio Department of Health to make such a statement like this is either just completely ignorant and incompetent, or he knows that uh, that uh, you know he cannot make any of these statements to us to a medical certainty, and he's absolutely lying about it.
2: Yeah, and keep in mind, Bob, myocarditis, as rare as it was in kids who contracted COVID, that was a thing for Vanderhoof last year when he talked about it during COVID pressers warning kids and parents that it could be a symptom with COVID, he made quite a big deal about it. And the same concern over heart inflammation was, according to my memory, was what stopped the Big Ten initially from starting football season. So when myocarditis related to COVID was it uh, was there, no matter how small the risk, it was highlighted, but now that it could be a serious side effect in kids, adolescents, and young adults who take the vaccine, it's ignored by DeWine Vanderhoff and the other talking heads. Um, and that's one of the big issues. And, you know, you talked about the emergency use authorization um, and, and the approval statement. I want to hit that one. But, you know, the second, the second comment that, that really sparked people was when DeWine and Vanderhoof both encouraged, and, and this is, quote, every Ohioan who's eligible to get vaccinated to get vaccinated, not just to save a sports season or ensure students can participate in extracurriculars, but to protect students under age 12 who cannot receive vaccines, as well as other vulnerable people in the population. Now, aside from the morally reprehensible aspect of that statement, that our kids should take a drug for the greater good, when you look at the benefit-risk calculation, that may add risk without benefit. So aside from that, the World Health Organization, along with some notable doctors around the country, stated that children and adolescents should not be vaccinated for the moment. But, newsflash, they just came out, the World Health Organization, imagine them changing positions again, they just came out. I believe, this morning, and they walked back some of that language. But the reality is there are people like Harvard Medical School professor and epidemiologist Martin Koldis who said the idea that everyone must be vaccinated against COVID is as misguided as the anti-vaccine idea that no one should.
0: We're talking to Jack Windsor. He is state house reporter for The Ohio Star. He also reports for us on AM 1420, The Answer, credentialed. Uh, Jack, that that's the biggest part of this whole thing. The idea that they would push on young people under the age of 12 now, uh, and I think right now they're at 12, 12 and up is who's allowed to get it, but but they're talking about um, uh, making sure that all children are vaccinated, including under the age of 12. And these are the, this is the demographic, this is the age group that is the least affected by and the least infected by COVID-19 and and making them do this so that you know as you say for the greater good so that some other people who are in higher risk categories uh you know don't get sick from these kids knowing that there is a risk here is unconscionable it's unconscionable and and you know the, the worst part about it to me is that they know that there is a risk there and 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 jack We've been tracking this here in, in just in my county. I don't do the whole state like you do because I'm not an investigative reporter and you do tremendous work in tracking the number of cases. You know, you did it throughout the entire pandemic with the red and the purple and the orange and the yellow and the whatevers. But here in Lorraine County, which is the only one that uh, uh, my wife and I look at, it's in the paper every day, there's some 28 cases in the entirety of the county of 330,000 people, 28 cases why would are they on television demanding that your children get vaccinated? Why are they demanding your children undergo a risky medical procedure like this in order to stop a, a raging vaccine that is no longer a raging uh, virus rather, that is no longer raging? That is that is that is almost for all intents and purposes dissipated and gone. There has to be an alternative motive here, or an ulterior motive is what I want to say here, uh, for them to want everybody to get vaccinated for a virus that is no longer a serious threat.
2: Yeah, you know it's it's really disturbing. Even a slight risk of serious adverse reaction could tip the, the benefit-risk calculation. And as you know, I mentioned Dr. Kaldor earlier. He said younger kids, adults. Um, Excuse me, younger adults and, and uh, kids, their mortality risk is extremely low, and you know we've already observed rare problems with blood clots in the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, and now myocarditis and with Pfizer and Moderna uh, in younger people. And so, there. And by the way, there may be long-term side effects down the road that we're not even aware of yet. And so now we're we're pushing this on our kids. But studies have also shown that patients who've recovered from COVID have strong and lasting immunity against severe disease. And if they're reinfected, there's evidence that protective immunity after natural infection is at least as good as the vaccine. So that it begs the question, why does, why are we pushing these vaccines on people who potentially have already had COVID and our kids? Um, it simply seems to add risk, however small without any benefit. And then here's the question it raises for me. Is this about protection or is this about pharma? If it's about protection, then explain to me why we would want to. Put a younger age group, our kids, at at greater risk. And why would we want to add risk to people who have already had COVID when we have adults around the world? I mean, this is a global pandemic. We have to keep that in mind. There are adults at high risk who cannot get these shots around the globe. So every time we put these shots in the arm of somebody that not only doesn't need it, but maybe um, accepting more risk, we're taking that shot out of the arm of somebody maybe in Mexico or Brazil or even here in the United States who can't get
0: inoculated. Yeah, Jack Windsor is our guest uh on AM fourteen twenty the answer. Um it, maybe it is pharma. You know, maybe it is profit. I don't know what the ulterior motive is, but there has to be an ulterior motive for them to continue to push and pay millions and give scholarships away to people to get this vaccine when it is, you know, remember, the whole point of when COVID broke out is we just need to flatten the curve. We need to make sure that our health officials or health uh, um, uh, care workers can can take care of people who become ill, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now it is such a tiny, minute number in most Ohio counties that they're willing to ignore the CD see warnings about myocarditis and other potential impacts of the vaccine demanding that people get vaccinated anyway including our vulnerable children uh it's 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 terrifying quite frankly i just don't know what the ulterior motive is motive is but there has to be one uh so where does it to go from here jack windsor um cdc has made their statement is Vanderhoff gonna you said it was pushed back because of juneteenth they're talking today is that right
2: Yes, they're talking today. uh, Actually, I believe that it will be uh, live broadcast. You can stream it. Uh, There's a meeting that starts at 10. They're going to start talking about myocarditis at 11 today and Mm -hmm. then looking at that risk risk, benefit-risk metric with these vaccines at around 1 o'clock today. So I think we'll find out. Is that that an open press conference?
0: Is that an open press conference? Will you be there to ask questions?
2: uh it so this that will be the cdc today um i believe the governor will come on tomorrow at 10 a.m okay. usually what they do they'll draw the scholarship winner and, and lottery winner tonight and, and,
0: and oh okay yeah i misunderstood i thought i thought vanderhoff and and the ohio department of health were talking today oh. i'm sorry so it's cdc today no. got it got it okay so then tomorrow you'll have an opportunity to follow up with this then
2: correct that is correct okay
0: I'm going to ask you, Jack. Uh, this is personal for me because uh, my son just reported to uh, his campus. Uh, he's now an official uh, Division One college football player, and it's my understanding that the conference he's in, the conference he is in, is all but mandating everyone have the vaccine. All of the players have the vaccine. I and some other parents are asking whether or not the antibodies card can be played here. The literal antibodies card, the one that shows I have had COVID-19, I am swimming in immunization and antibodies from this a natural uh, vaccination rather than the artificial one, can that be accepted? And one of the arguments I'm making as I kind of, you know, discuss this with the the powers that be, is that the myocarditis uh, is impacting impacting not just young people at a disproportionate level, not just young athletic people at a disproportionate level, which is true, by the way, but also that uh, young athletic people who have already been infected and have those antibodies are at a greater risk for myocarditis or periocarditis uh, if they take a vaccination on top of that uh, that antibody load that they are already carrying. That's a long question. Don't ask it that way. But I guess what I'm saying is see if you can find anything else out when you talk to the doctor tomorrow if you're able to get your question in about the threat for young athletes who have already been infected or just young people who have already been uh, infected and who are already carrying uh, an antibody load in their body and naturally va- natural vaccination.
2: Yeah, I'd love to ask that question, and you know there are several issues there, and I know we don't have a great deal of time, so please, you know, shut me up if I need to shut up. But the number one thing is that these these um, vaccines have emergency use authorization, and emergency use authorization is not the same thing as FDA approval. And so, uh, no COVID vaccines, none of them currently, um, have FDA approval. Uh, So if it's not approved, I'm not sure how the one it might be legal to mandate these vaccinations but is it ethical there are doctors who would argue absolutely it's not ethical you should be looking at things like t cells and b cells and to really determine if somebody is at risk for covid um or if they've already had it but you know under these uncertain times with how is this going to affect adolescents even if it's legal to me bob you asked me personally it's unethical for colleges universities and even workplaces to require adolescents and young adults to get inoculated
0: very well answered Jack Windsor and I know you're going to stay on top of this thank you for shining a light on this uh, discrepancy between the CDC and the Ohio Department of Health something has got to give here and we appreciate you digging into it thank you Jack thanks Bob have a great day all right that's Jack Windsor of the Ohio Star and AM 1420 the answer we'll take a quick time out and come back I want to talk to Chris Gorin next on AM 1420 the answer Okay, it's 9.56. I'm going to bring Chris Goran on the story I was telling you about before we got to Jack Windsor. Chris is a the owner of a printing company, a print shop. Uh, she prints signs, uh, business cards, flyers, banners, you name it. She does just about everything. She's located in Wellington, which is exactly where President Trump is coming to start his new rally tour uh, this coming Saturday. And Chris, I told the story before, but I'm going to let you tell it the best you can now. I've only got about three and a half minutes here for you, but tell us what happened on Facebook. I um, posted my
3: my, uh, t-shirt, mm-hmm. I belong to, uh, I posted about 10 different, uh, community, uh, not community, 10 different, uh, sales page pages on, uh, Marketplace. And yesterday, there were, uh, one, on, just on one Lorraine County page, there were over 450 comments. Not specifically about my shirt. My shirt was just the trigger. Mm-hmm. But all of this bashing Trump and bashing Lorraine County Fair, bashing everything having to do with this rally. Um, anyway, I was getting orders. I got probably close to 80 orders the first day, and uh, most of those are on Facebook Messenger. And um, late last night, I was kind of batting cleanup because today, um, Lawrence Jones from FNC is coming to Wellington to interview a couple business owners. One of them is me. And so I was getting some facts together, um, and oh my gosh, um, I had a pop up from Facebook saying, "Hey, do you want to to boost your sales page, your post, your T-shirt page?" And I thought, "Hey, yeah, I'll do that. I'll give them ten or twenty bucks and let them post, keep it at the top of the page." Mm-hmm. One thing, one thing good about all this uh, chatter was that all these people bitching and moaning about my uh, shirt and Trump coming to Wellington was keeping my post at the very top of the sale page. And you know, if you listen to anything, kinda, which is it's awesome. five yeah. minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. funny. And that's so awesome I because they're went working against and, themselves.
3: Right, right. So I went back and thanked them. I edited my post and thanked them for that. Anyway, so I said, yeah, let me let me do the, uh, a boost on this. And immediately, I filled out the form and sent them my money. And immediately they came right back and said, oh no, you're not allowed to do this you you your your ad is not acceptable and then just a few minutes later i was gone completely gone off facebook i have about 10 group pages that i uh, you know you kind
0: of own them even your pers- so even, even your even your personal page right just you chris go Every on your personal pers- page yeah, is you,
3: gone. yeah well this i mostly p- post from my personal page because i can't figure out how to get my Oh, oh, because my um, my business pages are pages. They're not groups. Right. And so somehow no, I you understand.
0: Can't, so so the bottom line yeah. here, because I've got to, I've got to get to our, our break. Here. Yeah. So the bottom right. line here is right. they shut you down completely. All the orders that you had taken, you cannot fill now because you cannot communicate with these people because you're gone right. from Facebook. So what do we right. do now? Uh, and, and so my question is, is do you need to have a license to sell these shirts at the fairgrounds to to Trump supporters uh, who are coming on Saturday? Maybe you could just sell well, them all in person.
3: I could, but they're not allowing vendors.
0: They're not allowing vendors. Okay, so my
3: only—they're not allowing vendors at the event. Okay, if you're outside someplace, okay, in the village of Wellington. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay.
0: I don't don't need the details on that. Here's what I need to know: Can you sell them at the event? The answer is no. So here's what we're going to do: We're going to give your shop. I sell them
3: on Route 18.
0: uh, I'm going to sell them on
3: Route 18 at a private residence in the township where I don't need a vendor license.
0: Okay, I but was going to ask you, I was going to ask if you can just sell them out of your shop. Can I can I give yes, people I'm the address of too. your shop? Okay. So, 101
3: so let, West
0: Okay. Go. Ahead. Sorry.
3: 101 West Carrick Avenue, right on the corner, I'm below Bread and Brew a coffee shop on the corner of 18 and 58. Right across the street from Verizon.
0: Okay. So, you're going to sell them out of okay. your shop there. And again, these are commemorative. Yep. So, people, what people want to know is these are commemorative design shirts. That's it. That's all, yes. that's all this is. They that's say, it, they it says save. save America Rally, Donald J. Trump, uh, uh, Lorraine County Fairgrounds, Wellington, Ohio, June 26, 2021. So, it's just a commemorative shirt. It's like a concert shirt when you go to something cool right. and, you to, and you want to save it. So, you're going to sell them at your shop. Give that address again
3: 101 West Herrick Avenue. That's Route 18.
0: West, what? On the
3: southwest corner. It's Route 18, State Route 18, and 58.
0: No, but what's, what's the, the what's address? Corner. What's the address again, so people can put it in their GPSs? I, is it Herrick? What with an H? Herrick.
3: H e r r i c k.
0: Okay, that's what I want people to have. And then you said you're also yeah. going to have a, another location set up somewhere else. You said at a right, private residence. Right, it's down the
3: road. But okay, it's you, close to the main. Yeah, close to the the, the new car dealer. Oh, Valley Chevrolet. Okay so you'll, have, so you'll have so you'll
0: have you'll have signs up there saying you know Trump shirts here or something yes. like that so people can see them coming right. in Okay, good. That's what right. I wanted. Because you know what? If Facebook is going to try to shut down a conservative business owner simply for trying to support President Trump and this rally, I will do everything I can to try to shove it up Facebook's rear end and make sure that you make as much money as possible. So get your shirts at either one of those two locations. And if you're a Facebook follower of mine, I still have my page. I will also post that information so that Chris Gorin and her uh, uh, sign shop can uh, can you know not be left out in the cold here by the overlords. At uh, Facebook and Big Tech, Chris. Thank you for telling the story. I'm sorry you're going through this, but we'll do everything we can to help you make it make a, make it good. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank Thanks. you, Chris. All right. 10:02. I apologize. We're late to news. Kirsten, now's coming up next. AM 14:20.